You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Welcome into another edition of the Corner with Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim, alongside my trusty sidekick, Kevin Langley. Big show today, of course. Uh, we've got our predictions for Championship uh, Sunday, which is going to be insane. I still have not picked who I'm going to pick in the AFC game. I will let you guys know when I figure out myself. Um, got some news, OBJ in the news, for just all sorts of fun reasons. Uh, we've got Kyrie Irving, some MLB news, because more apparently I still want to hear about stealing signs. Newsflash, I don't, but it keeps happening. And, um, yeah, so we got some great stuff today. So, Kevin, uh, first off, we have – Odell Beckham just cannot seem to make him not have himself in the news. Even if his team's not in the playoffs, which has been a trend since 2016, I think, the boat yeah. Yeah, uh, he's not been in the playoffs in four years, but you know, still finds a way to make himself known at the LSU game. I get it. You're an LSU alum, trying to be cool. You're trying to have your, you're trying to share in the moment. Listen, uh, celebrities do it all the time. I get it. I don't care. It's an alumni thing. It's kind of cool. Like if Southern was like uh, Southern was up for the D two like the D two uh, championship, you bet your ass I'd be down at that college like at the championship game. But they're not. They stink. They they barely make the playoffs. So. To me, this seems kind of uh, just OBJ being OBJ. Listen, it's not fake money. If in regards to OBJ, like you know, handing out dollar bills, everyone's seen the video already. It's not fake money, but half these guys are going to the league. And listen, they they're he's allowed to give them like three hundred dollar Beats headphones, and they get five hundred dollar gift bags and all this swag gear. I don't care. Don't act like you don't don't take the eye horse. Every time I hear all these guys, all these commentators on ESPN and Fox Sports One and CBS Radio and WFAN, they're all like, "Oh, it's so bad for the sport." Listen, let the guys play. Listen, let the guys have some fun. Also, for whoever called the cops, <coughs> Dabo, you suck. Let the guys smoke cigars in the in the lobby in the uh, locker room. Um, I just I enjoyed the game. It was so much fun once again and. All the aftermath stuff has been just so stupid. Just let's enjoy the title. It was great. Uh, and the other thing was um, the video that surfaced, I think it was, what, this morning, Kevin, or yesterday, um, of Odell Beckham when the co- one of the cops was in the locker trying to inspect the player's water bottle. OBJ wasn't having it, so he smacked the male cop on the ass. First of all, hilarious. Two, OBJ was clearly intoxicated. And three, um... There was a warrant out for his arrest today, even though they're not, I guess, pursuing the charges um, or any criminal criminal charges. Um, but still, this is just OBJ being OBJ. I think it's just a minor story at this point. I think it's just something to fill the empty airwaves on a Thursday with no football. Kev, what do you think? The money thing? I don't get what the infraction, what the NCAA would go after them for. He's not technically a representative of the school. He's not a booster. He's not employed by the school in any way. He's just someone giving away money. True. I I understand they're they're college athletes. A regular student would not be getting that money from OBJ. However, it makes no sense because 
the avenues that they usually go for punishing people for this, they can't follow because of the disassociation from the school. Yeah, so basically that's why nothing's going to come up of it. Everyone's just – no, people are just making a stink about it. That's basically why nothing – it's it's just people being crotchety about it. That's basically what it is. So I, I get you there. It's it's People are just making a stink out of nothing because I think everyone – a lot of people had Clemson and they're just pissed that LSU basically ran the table and is it, very loud about their victory. Also, by the way, I kind of dig that rap song. We're not going to play the song, of course, but that that, that rap song they they were playing at the stadium, neck that that was funny. I, I was I was digging it a little bit. The beat was kind of cool. And then also with the cop thing, New Orleans Police Department came out and was like that that's not a cop from New Orleans PD. Now, probably was a cop from somewhere because they do have cops as security guards at these kinds of games. But I'm just I don't know what. They're, they said it's minor battery, I think. Or it was like it was like sec, it was like sexual battery, or something. Like, it was something weird. I don't think it was. I don't think they went the sexual route, which that I, was I don't know. It was some weird charge. I don't know. It's so stupid. Yeah. It, it, I I honestly kind of want to. I honestly care about who called the cops. That's the thing I want to know about. Yeah. Or called yeah, simple battery, but. This is basically just a payday for this cop because it's nothing is going to happen from it in criminal court. It's all going to be civil. Oh, he's going to be like, hey, OBJ, want to throw me 50 grand? OBJ is going to be like, do I got that duffel bag? This guy's going to be like, yeah, sure. Throws him, throws him a stack of cash across the courtroom. We're done. I would say no. Oh, I would, I would be it's totally. It's the off season. OBJ has to work out, and that's really it. He has enough money to not do anything else, as do most NFL players. I would just say no. He'd be like, sue me. Uh, I, I mean, 50K to a guy like that has more endorsement deals than he knows what to do with. I'd be like, yeah, here's 50K. Get out of my face. Oh, no. It would be all about the principal. Oh, I would just throw 50K at the guy tell him to get out, go away. I'm done with this. Also, because I think I'm a lot more crotchety than OBJ is. Um, yeah. Um, I love your theory that it was Dabo Sweeney who called the, called the, the security on them. For who else would it be? Dabo won't stop running his mouth about how no one believed in Clemson and blah, blah, And then he lost. This is exactly the kind of thing he'd do. Oh, totally. I, You know, like, I'm not – I don't hate Clemson. I just hate Dabo. I, I don't mind Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a, kind of a pansy, and I think he's he's basically shaggy in drag. But – um. Not maybe not drag, but like he just he he looks like the chick from TikTok, which just makes me cry every time I see that video. I'm laughing so hard, but it's like I don't know. Like I just can't stand Dabo because he's just like, oh yeah, it's like oh no, he believed in Clemson. I'm like, you guys play you played the most like basically broken conference. All the teams that were supposed to challenge you, Miami, Virginia, Pitt. All basically had like horrible, like bad, like breaks happen during their season, which made them basically implode. So yeah, you guys, if you guys didn't go undefeated, I would be like, that's embarrassing. I remember a couple years ago. So Dab was a good coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. Oh no, 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 I don't doubt his talent. But, I think he's just as a person, he's annoying. But so a couple years ago, people were like, oh, maybe Dabo will become. Like Alabama's next coach after Saban retires because Dabo won a national championship under Gene Stallings in the '92 season. But now Alabama fans are starting to turn on and go, "No, we don't." I forget her name, but someone who's like famous in Alabama Twitter for former Alabama students and current Alabama students. Her name on Twitter is hashtag Never Dabo. 
And that's kind of where Alabama fans are at right now. We recognize he's a good coach, but he's also the most annoying coach in college football. Oh, yeah, no. And I can't wait until next season when Dabo's saying, like, oh, they beat us and they rubbed it all in our faces and just shows the disrespect to Clemson. Shut up, Dabo. Okay. I already I know that. I, I have a little theory about Clemson next year. Um, they're going to lose at least two games. I don't know what's going to be two. I don't know. Well, here's the problem. It's going. One is going to be their first-round game in the playoff. That's their or, or the ACC title game. The second one's going to be like a mid-season upset. That I that I'm sticking to that theory. You can put it down, market and paper. Like when we do this show, and I'm going to start doing like how I predicted LSU was going to win the title back week five or three or whenever I did it, or how I predicted Kansas City was going to go to the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert. Um, I. I'm just gonna do my little money. I'm gonna do my little dance on on Dabo's grave. I am, and this isn't even me as a Miami fan. I am praying they figure that out down there. Not even just to beat Clemson, but just to punch them in the face repeatedly, even if they win, just to make it hurt. I can't stand him. He just comes off so smug to me. I because I, I see through the fake persona. I see through it. He's he's an insurance salesman as a coach. I will stand by my statement that he is the opposite of Nick Saban. Oh, totally. Because are you kidding me? Dude, I would love to play for Nick Saban if I was a D1 recruit. Maybe not Alabama. The Al- playing in Alabama thing might be like, eh, I don't know. But, I mean, I respect the tradition. And if Nick Saban came to my – let's say if I had like four choices and one of them was like you know Miami being my favorite school. If it was like Florida, Georgia, L- um, Alabama, and Auburn were the four schools that were like recruiting me heavily, I'd be like – yeah, no question. Um, saves, go with you. Oh, yeah. I, if it came down to two schools, I would still pick Alabama. So, not just because I went there, but also because of the tradition, the coach. If it came down to LSU and Alabama, I would pick Alabama by a mile. I would say this LSU, everyone's like, LSU's going to like fall off. They're going to still be like a, like a 9-10 winning team next year, but they're going to be like a – Getting, getting like, you know, losing to Alabama and then, you know, having being like in a New Year's Bowl team next year. But also partially because if Coach O yelled something at me during the game, I would have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> you like that scene from Waterboy. I'm, or I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of Coach Orgeron because he is my spirit animal. I love that man dearly. He's a national treasure and we need to protect him. But sometimes that man opens his mouth and my grandmother will call me Mumbles. I don't know, even know what the hell you'd call Ed Orgeron, which I heard apparently the other day. He was in an interview like with some TV station down in New Orleans, and he was talking in strict French, and it was oh, he's fluent in French. Oh, I know, it's insane. Like, what is like he's built for that program? I think Ed Orgeron will, will retire a LSU Tiger, and I kind of move up for that. I think they found their coach finally. I never thought the Mad Hatter was a good fit there. I really didn't. So. Ed, Ed Orgeron just – and, like, even Saban – it just looked weird seeing Saban in LSU colors. Like, Saban feels like – like, every coach has – you know, when you see a coach at a certain, like, coaching a certain university, it looks like it fits. So, like, I never, liked really was behind Mark Richt at Miami. I, I, I've been – I said I you could have gone back and asked, like, 20-year-old me in 2015. I didn't like it. Uh, but I think Manny Diaz fits perfectly. I think that he's kind of like the same kind of persona as like what Butch Davis was. I'm not saying the same coaching stuff. We're yet to see what Diaz can do. 
Yeah, but like he lets his players do whatever they want. Basically, which I'm I'm fine with. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't be fine with it. Oh uh, no, no. Butch Davis is the one who wouldn't let them do whatever they wanted. Jimmy Johnson was. No, I'm saying that's why you like Manny Diaz because he lets the players do whatever they want. Miami didn't get any guys in trouble this year. Yeah, but there were reports coming out that all the players did this year and all they were interested in was partying and they didn't try as hard because they wanted to party. Well, hey, first year head coach, we'll figure. I, I think it's gonna be a different season next year. Also because you're gonna you're there lose a lot of those guys. Are like a lot of the culprits are also transferring, so which I'm fine with. I, I'm optimistic, Kev. But uh, anyway, you but you get my point though. Like certain guys fit in certain systems. Saban, Alabama works. Dabo fits with Clemson because Clemson, I, I just seems so skeevy to me. I, don't know. I mean, I have friends who go there; they love it. And honestly, I'm legacy there, so technically I could go, but I wouldn't. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Major League Baseball, more stuff coming out as uh, we reported last week about this whole well, crap with. The Steelers has, first of all, I'm, I'll give my opinion on this whole thing in a second, but uh, Carlos Beltran has been relieved of his not even beginning managerial duties by the Mets um, because of his connection with the scandal with the Astros. Um, first off, I hate this. I hate all of it. I don't care. Can we just play the damn season already? Like, yeah, oh my God, you're still the signs on it. Stealing signs has been happening in baseball since. It happens even at like little league level. I mean, not to the like, not to the com- complexity, but oh my god, off speed pitch, you still have to hit the damn pitch. And even if you make contact, you don't even know if it's going to go up or down or sideways, or whatever. I don't care. This issue's stupid. I I just I'm so sick of this. You're like all these guys are costing their jobs. I get why MLB's the MLB's doing this. But, oh, my God, Carlos Beltran was a bench coach. Oh, well, he has to get fired. So is, are they going to tell Jose Altuve he's suspended for a year? Or are they going to tell, um, you know, freaking Correa that he has to, like, sit 30 games because he was on the field and they were stealing signs? I don't know. It's It might get to that point because there were also reports coming out that Altuve had a buzzer on him that when a certain pitch was coming in, it would, like, a fastball was coming, it would buzz so he knew. Oh my God! If this starts happening, I swear to God, the MLBs. This is not helping their image at all. I think the inconsistency with which they're punishing teams is hurting it more. Oh yeah, well they're not punishing you know the Yankees or any of these teams that are involved. Like I just all, but one thing I do love about this is the Dodgers fans are crying hysterically because the two teams that beat them in the World Series are like you know. Catching the blunt, catching the blunt is like, where's our titles? This is bullshit. Oh my. Uh, the, the LA City Council officially requested that the MLB strip the Astros of the Red Sox of their titles and gives them to the Dodgers. That's the most millennial thing I've ever heard from a city ever. It's like something the Saints would do. Oh, totally. They're, oh, that's why I hate the Saints. the Saints so much. They're the they're the LA Dodgers of the football. Not the Saints, but like the city of the New Orleans. Oh, no, I love the city of New Orleans. I truly love the city of New Orleans. I just can't stand the Saints. Because technically the Dodgers didn't do this. The city council did, not really related to the team. But And two Dodgers fans who are complaining, if you're listening, I have one point to make. Tipping for uh, Stein stealing did not cause Manny Machado to drop to a knee swinging for the moon and missing the ball worse than I would have. 
And I've seen Kevin swing a wiffle ball bat. It's pure entertainment. Yeah, no. Um, that series wasn't as competitive as the the Dodgers fans make it seem. Oh, tipping pitches. Yeah, you guys still couldn't hit the Red Sox pitching, so it doesn't matter. And they were probably stealing signs too. Why does Major League Baseball just struggle with? Oh, I don't know how to put it. Oh, you know, punishments and scandals, and you know the the you know, the NFL has their issues, and, we, and so does the NBA. But MLB just has, is the least graceful sport I've ever seen in my life. I feel like the MLB part of it is they have the least amount of big scandals every year. Like NBA and base and football, you're gonna average about one a year in each. Maybe more, maybe less, depending on the year. But around one year on average, MLB has won every couple years. And so I think that's part of it. They don't know how to handle it. Um, but also, kind of, I was also kind of hoping that Manfred would be the one not to make this all ridiculous. Because Bud Selig was basically a mafia boss and everyone knew it. Like, if you act, like there was all this stuff going around about how Selig, the way he handled the MLB. So I had some hope for Manfred, but now I'm just like, dude, it's the same old crap. I don't know. Just baseball every – baseball always – like, I, I still love it because it was, like, the first sport I started playing as a kid, but it's just like – so it's like, you know, you can it, – it's like family. You can never really, like, you know, completely distance yourself, but it's like football took – like, even for – there was, like, a year I – like, when I was younger, I loved basketball, like, more than baseball – and then I got to fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, and I, I've been a football fan since I was little. But like around like fifth, fourth, fifth grade, when the Eagles were like, when the McNabb year, when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots, that was when football just took over, and it's been ever since because baseball basically finds a way to shoot itself in the foot. Um, and this is one of the reasons. It's just you, you can't like this. Just whole thing just is so stupid to me. I don't care. Oh my God, they all still sense every team you catch. Suspend the manager for 30 games. Um, dock him a draft pick. Let's move on. All right, enough. I'm done. It's so stupid. Like, it's like they're being such drama queens about this. Yeah, pretty much. I also, this is a little more kind of focused on area. The Boston Globe is not really going in on the Red Sox for this, and it's hysterical. They're trying to deflect blame on the Patriots and like <laughs> saying, how does this compare to Spygate? Because John Henry, the majority owner of the Red Sox, also owns the Boston Globe. Oh, capitalism. So, it's best. so they're notorious for not criticizing the Red Sox. Oh, that's just love- – as a guy with a journalism degree, that's just – that makes me feel so good. Wait, so you Gotta said the, love- glo- the Globe or the Herald is the one not going after them? The Globe. Okay, so the hair. What about the Boston hair? Is Boston Herald even still reputable at this point? I mean, reputable, reputable, yeah, but it's not as big as the Globe. In my opinion, I mean, print media is dying regardless. Oh yeah, that's basically why I like you know in the multimedia. That's why I'm here. Um, and I'm here because of you. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy, and you're all welcome for bringing more Kevin into your lives. All right, I get my mom to bring more Kevin into our life. <laughs> he brought one back. <laughs> She's a fan of our show, by the way, which cracks me up. Um, oh yeah, it's hysterical. Oh yeah, so um, 
Kyrie Irving, Kev, you got some stuff for us on that. Uh, Kyrie is back to his old shenanigans. It wouldn't be any other way. God bless the NBA. I want to point out, before this, he did compliment them, saying, we have complimentary young guys as well as, as well that have done a great job the last three years. Context is important, guys. But then, and one thing he never did really in Boston, and he did it in Cleveland about LeBron, but he didn't call out players. But this time he did. Oh, good lord. I'm, I'm quote, excited. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but it's pretty glaring we need one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD, DeAndre, Garrett Temple, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and we'll see how that evolves. So basically, if you're not one of those guys, Kyrie doesn't want you on his team. Hey, listen, Minnesota will take Jared Allen as a backup center. I'm down for it. Yeah, like Jared Allen, good young center. Joe Harris has surprisingly become one of the better three-point shooters in this league. Another guy I would take on my on my team's roster without even questioning it. Joe Harris is also a free agent this year. Ooh, I'm excited. And then also Torian Prince, guy they just signed recently. Oh, Kyrie. Oh, I, this is... And everyone wonders why the NBA can never catch the MLB in rankings. It's reasons like this. And, I mean, no, the NBA can never catch the NFL in rank and ratings and, you know, popularity. It's because of this. And I tweeted this earlier, but Kyrie really did learn a lot from Le- from LeBron. Oh, totally. The oh. team was doing better when he wasn't playing because of injury. He comes back, they start losing, but it's not his fault. Hmm. It's and this is why LeBron was- will never be better than Jordan, uh, Kobe, um, KD, Kawhi, Magic. Yeah, let's, let's calm down. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to keep going. LeBron is better than (laughs) Tim Duncan. Yeah, you you should have stopped after Jordan. No. I'll stick to those guns forever. I think he's the the fifth player on that list. Um, And you had another one for us uh, about King. What do you got for us there? Oh, uh, Houston quarterback King. He did announce his intention to transfer. One of the teams that he was linked to were the Oklahoma Sooners. There are sources who are saying that Lincoln Riley told the team that he will not be bringing on another transfer quarterback this year, which will break up his streak of three quarterback transfers. That's an anonymous source that you heard here first, by the way. Yes. And he was also linked to Miami. I mean... I'm up for it, but he probably will. He'll probably because the problem is I watched this kid play already, and because I'm now I'm trying to like remember back because he was uh, but he, he wasn't even the starter this year, was he? No, because he sat out. He redshirted. Ah, what he is he would be have another, been the starter. Well, I mean, like, just ask Tate Martell how that went. He lost out to our five-star recruit that we got, who was the number two quarterback to uh, Trevor Lawrence in Georgia. Like, everyone's acting like Miami's a spot. I'm like, yeah, they take guys in the transfer portal, but they actually found their quarterback. They just had a— Where was he the number two quarterback? I thought he was the number three or four, two or three quarterback in Georgia for the state. Oh, okay. Because it was him and Lawrence, like, the two big guys out of that state. My bad. I thought you were saying he backed up Trevor Lawrence in Georgia, and I was very confused. No, 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 no. Because there was a big thing about him and Lawrence played against each other in high school. Like, they were, like, the two big quarterback recruits. But— 
Lawrence started his freshman year. Jarrett Williams redshirted. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I kind of agree with Lincoln Riley. He um he probably has a guy, either a recruit coming in or, or a guy that's grooming behind uh um, what's his face um, Jalen. Jalen Hurts, yeah. So I, I mean, I could see both sides. I also having a new one-year wonder every year would drive me crazy as a play caller. Like this is the yeah, third I- quarter. This is the third – if they had another guy, to be the fourth starting quarterback in four years since Baker. Like Baker and then it's three guys in a row. So I, I get I get. No, it was Baker and then two guys. No, because think about it. In uh, 2016, you had Baker. Or 2017, you had Baker. 2018 was Kyler. 2019 was Jalen. Oh, and then another guy. I thought you were talking about this past season. My bad. Yeah, no, no, no. So that'd be the fourth quarterback in four years, and I just I think for an offensive continuity reasons and for a play calling that would drive me bonkers. So I, I don't know about King's play style. If it matches up with Jalen's kind of, or it matches up with Baker's or Kyler's, I think that's a little less aggravating. I mean, I I, I feel like he's more of like a Greg Ward type. He's a scrambler, like like a guy who who's a read option kind of guy. Like, I mean, that's what Jalen was when he got there. Yeah, but also Jalen kind of turned into a pocket pa- semi-pocket passer a little bit. I don't know if he, this guy's ready for that. Jalen had matured enough. I think that's why Lincoln Lincoln Riley took him on because he was ready to rock and roll. Now this guy might be a project. I think that's why Riley doesn't want him. I think Jalen was a project when he went to Oklahoma. Yeah, but he was mature enough. He played. He'd been a starter for three years. He knew how to throw the ball. He just needed some mechanic tweaking. I think like it was less of a project, more of a kind of a redirecting. Whereas this kid, I think, is a little raw. That's true. All I right. think Georgia should take out a flyer on this guy. Ooh, I think so, too, because now, like, Kirby could do some wonders with this kid. Yeah, and Fromm's going to the NFL for some reason. <laughs> he's going to be, like, a fourth-round pack. He's going to be like Aaron Murray. I think he, part of it – I feel like part of the reason he declared for the draft was – his draft stock wasn't getting better. We know who Jake Fromm is, so he's he like, is well, basically a game. He's going to be a game manager backup. That's basically what his his ceiling is. He's the kind of guy like the Chargers might take if they don't want to use a high draft pick on a quarterback this year. Uh, and, uh, you know who I think the Chargers will take though. This is my I think it's Jacob Eason out of Wazoo, out of Washington, from my uh, cousin's school. I really think that because he fits that offense. He's a gunslinger. He's big, strong arm, fits what they want. <laughs> and I mean, who who better to learn for him than like the guy who throws more interceptions than he blinks in during a day than Phil Rivers? I think it'd be perfect. I think Jacob Eason's who they take in the first round because I don't think they can hide it from Rivers. Like, yeah, you might have a year or two left with us, but like Eason's the guy or. Or if they trade it for Herbert, he's got whatever it is. But like you, you see what I'm saying though. I think Easton's the guy they take because they have what the eighth, ninth pick. Believe so. Yeah. So. Also, I just thought of another theory though. Um, Panthers keep Cam and draft Tua at six. Seven. Seven. I could see him dropping to seven. Uh, they're. The Dolphins might draft him at four. But do the Dolphins really want to do another year of Fitzmagic in the Rosen show? Uh, it depends on who they get. At Well, they have another later pick, too. 
It depends on who they get. Uh, it also depends on what they want to do in year two with because I feel like Flores isn't willing to wait because what two is gonna be done until what next like December? Uh, he's gonna be throwing in April. All right, so I mean, now he can't play, but I mean, throwing in April is a lot faster than the people thought. So what was he like clear for contact by November? Maybe if I were them, I'd sit him out for a full year. Yeah, I don't know if the Dolphins want to do that though, because they got a lot of young talent on that team, surprisingly. And that that and Flores has like those guys like revved up. To, like, I think they, that's a reason to sit him for a year. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I I'm also part of the idea like you know what maybe just go with her. Maybe go with a guy who's ready to play now, or or the Dolphins trade up for. I would love Bro to the Dolphins. That'd be awesome. Uh, the Dolphins aren't going to take Herbert at five. I uh, that's true. I think he's like he's Carolina would take him at seven. That'd be a good fit for him. Uh, CBS has him going twelve to the Raiders. I don't. I think the Raiders would draft like like from in the later rounds because I don't think they want to like just bail on Carr yet. Uh, it, there are conflicting reports every year about that. I know the Raiders always are going to pick a quarterback and then they never do. So I'm just going to stick with the the current trend. I think Herbert would be a great pick for the Raiders because first year in Las Vegas, have someone kind of electric back there. Yeah. I don't know. I just want one of these quarterbacks to fall to number 23 so <laughs> the Patriots can pick their future quarterback because I don't want – With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Patriots like Jake Fromm and Kevin subsequently goes to Foxborough and burns the facility down. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> that'd be I, like, oh, that'd be like how I told – I basically said my mock draft, they should draft A.J. Brown. Brown falls the second – Okay. By the way, in my mock draft, I had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown both as first rounders. Was totally wrong, but I was totally right in their talent. So I'm gonna pat myself on the back there. But when I went to I went to the Titans Patriots game, which was not fun to watch. But as my friend and I were leaving, and my friend went to Alabama too, we heard someone behind us, some dude talking to this girl who was saying, "No, like Jake Fromm's legit. I hope the Patriots draft him." And we were just dying laughing because we saw Jake Fromm. We saw him suck it up in the SEC for a couple of years. He had that great freshman year and then just. I don't Dude, know. You and, me, you and me and Mark need to do a draft episode soon. <clears throat> I'd be down. But no, Bill Belichick, please don't draft Jake Fromm. I think Belichick should go after what's-his-face, the, um, the kid out of Utah State. No. I love that kid. His tape is beautiful. I I still think he's a bit of a project. If Brady is going to come back, yeah, but... See, the thing is now I'm not, I'm thinking Brady's not leaving. I don't think he's leaving either. And, like, you, you give this kid... and uh, You really think Jared Stidham is the future? <laughs> he has a great first name, but that's basically it. I, he's a placeholder. No, his name's Jarrett. Aw. He's a placeholder at best. I think if Brady comes back, you have to use that 23rd pick on weapons. Oh, yeah. Go get – um. I heard Eagles 21 getting T. Higgins if they don't get – if C. Lambs and falls them, which I don't think he will, even though that would be great. But apparently T. Higgins is, like, bigger than Lamb and just as fast. So I'm, I'm – but he's more raw, I guess. 
I don't know. Either way, I like it. Just get just get Carson some playmakers besides Miles Sanders and Greg Ward, please. <clears throat> I'm kind of excited next year to see where the guys, the 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 uh, the practice squad superheroes that we found, how they fit with uh with some actual weapons. So uh, yeah, all right, Kev, let's start talking playoffs. Um, AFC playoff game is the first one, of course. Uh, Titans at Chiefs. So, beginning of the week, I was leaning towards Tennessee in the back of my head, and I said, you know what? If I don't pick them, they've been proving me wrong all postseason, but the second I pick them, they're going to win. They're going to lose. And my Super Bowl prediction was Eagles-Chiefs. Injuries kind of did that one over. Um, I had the Chiefs winning. I had the Chiefs winning, but I was hoping for the reverse, but, you know, whatever, had and had. But anyway, I at least got half my Super Bowl prediction right if this happens. I think, and this isn't me trying to pull reverse psychology, I think that the Chiefs are going to win this one. I believe that there's just – for three reasons. The first one is, as much as I love Derrick Henry, and I, love, I went on this whole rant about the year of the running back and the return of the running back and the fullbacks and everything else – there's just too much explosiveness on that offense. It's it's so overpowering. There's so many weapons. And yes, the Titans defense is so nasty. And it's so good to watch it. And I am up for this. I I, I think I think it's uh, I I am totally up for a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Oh, who said that? Um, basically, I am a firm believer that. The Chiefs are the team to beat. However, if if there is a way to slow down Patrick Mahomes, that beautiful mustached man in Tennessee could find it. All I'm saying is, is I would not be surprised if on Sunday afternoon I text Kevin, dude, what the hell just happened? And we're seeing Tennessee holding up AFC champs. I could... I can almost see it happening, but 60% of my brain, the logical side, which is generally wrong, um, is telling me um, Kansas City. There's just too much firepower, but I'm telling you guys, do not be surprised if some craziness happens, a couple interceptions. I mean, the Colts did shut down Mahomes. It's possible to do it. It's it's, It's not an impossible task. And the Titans defense just shut down the league MVP. Yes, they're two different animals when it comes to their play style. But it's still possible. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be lower scoring. It's going to be 24-17. No, 24-16, sorry. I want to. I think Derrick Henry's going to run over all over this Chiefs. Oh, defense. totally. He's going to have 200 yards on the ground. But That's I think, why I think it's going to be so close. I think Patrick Mahomes and this offense kind of showed they can turn it on at a moment's notice, and I think that's going to really be apparent this weekend. And I also think I agree with you; it'll be a close game, but I think it's going to be a little higher scoring than that, maybe in the 30s. But I think it's going to come down to a bad call in the Chiefs' favor because the NFL wants a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. 
And in a close game, one call can make all the difference. Oh, totally. All right. So now to the NFC title game. Now, I may have alluded to that, you know, it would be cool to see a Niners Chiefs game. But he, the what here's one thing here's what has my brain racked, Kevin. And it's pretty simple. I'll, I'll let you pick first. I just want to start to get the let our folks know what's on what's on tap here. Um the court when you look at the teams. Quarterback, Green Bay. Receivers push? I I don't know. Because the Niners have a bunch of B's and that's it. Whereas the the uh, Packers have an A minus. and a couple A minus, thank you, and a couple. I was about to finish that and a couple C's, and it kind of averages out to the same. Tight ends, oh clearly San Fran. You guys know how much I have a man crush on George George Kittle. Um, defensively, pass rush is not as big of a gap as you think, but linebackers. And safeties, clearly San Fran. Corners, yes, Sherm's dominant, but Jair Alexander and Kevin King are nothing to shake a stick at. Offensively, running backs, it's a push because, yes, Aaron Jones is a better player than all three of those guys, but it's a three-headed monster for a reason. There are three B-minus guys who can eat up what an A-minus guy can do. Oh, I'm sorry, B-plus Aaron Jones. Um, Offensive line. Push. Also remember that the San Francisco 49ers beat the daylights out of out of Green Bay in one of the most hilarious games I've ever watched. Kev, who do you got in this game? So I think I think it's extremely hard to beat a team twice in one season, mm-hmm. especially a team as one dimensional as the 49ers. If you can stop the ground game, you can stop them pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. And even though we haven't seen it this season, in Green Bay, if you stop the ground game, they still have Aaron Rodgers back there. I don't think he'll be as effective with Sherman on Adams and then all the other scrubs they have at wide receiver. But I think Rodgers' explosiveness, Aaron Jones, it's hard to contain him. And the fact the NFL wants a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, I'm going with the Packers. All right. Now, you basically have convinced me on this. I hate picking the Packers. It's not because of our 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 our, our friend of the show, former co-host and soon-to-be co-host of the Corner Out, Savannah Dean, like insanely rabid Packers fan. Our good friend Sean Mullen, shout out Packers fan, listener of the show. Um. But it comes down to the the things that I Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and as much as he's a he, he's kind of his talent hasn't been wasted, but like there's so much more he could have done with it because he's probably one of the top ten most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. That's going back film archives like like to Montana Elway, but and the running game with Aaron Jones and even Devontae Adams balled out last week. I wish he could have balled out like that during the season, give me less of a heart attack during my championship game, even though he did win it for me. So I got to show some love to Devontae Adams as much as I was ripping him to Savannah. He's probably the sixth best receiver in the league. Um, he, he could sing in the top five if they win this game. And it's it's crazy to me because this pass rush is insane. And with uh, Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith, 
who are playing great. Neither of them are all pro recognition, but they're good enough where they get the job done. The defense on the back end scares me a little bit. But I am who I am. And at the beginning of the season, there was one thing I knew was certain. The San Francisco 49ers have the most disgusting pass rush of large human males I've ever seen. Led by one of the captains of my Madden roster, the lovable losers, Nick Bosa. I love that man. I almost It sucks that he doesn't get to play for my team, but he I root for that man all day. And the thing is, as just as a player and as a human being, I love I just love his attitude. I'm picking the 49ers, and for three freaking reasons right here. One, Jimmy Gorgeous Jaw Garoppolo. That man is a GQ model, and he has not he he plays cool under pressure. Uh, he he went he gets the job done. He doesn't blow you away with his performance. He'll never be Brady. He'll never be anything close to him. But he he gets the team to where they can win. He doesn't need to beat you because he's got one of the top 10 best hands I've ever watched in my life lining up for him. He's got a three-headed monster of running backs of all who are all good enough to carry the load. By the way, Raheem Morissette, a lot gooder, better than we thought he was, and Tevin Coleman showing why he's still nasty. Also, Emmanuel Sanders, yes, he didn't catch a single damn ball in the last game, but his presence on the field along with the, the rookie stud, Debo Samuel— it makes them that much more dangerous. And Kyle Shanahan is a wizard on offense. He's the real whiz kid. Sean McVay's a fraud. And Richard Dam Sherman, who is still an elite shutdown corner with those insanely fast linebackers, is going to make Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers miserable. I have the Niners winning by 21 points, and I am sticking put, put it in the books. 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl pick coming next week. Next. There is no next. There's only two games this weekend. I know. No, next is uh, weird shit in sports. Oh, well. <laughs> I actually... So, because... I kind before, of screwed before we get there, though, did did I actually have you convinced I was picking the Packers, or was it just like you just like, Jared, come on, just get to the point already? I kind of thought just get to the point already. I I, did, I really hope I had some people convinced I was picking the Packers. I didn't know who you were going to pick, but I knew there was a bigger point you were going to make. And I was kind of hoping you'd get to the point. It, it's my show, and I like being theatrical. Leave me alone. Yeah, but if I wanted to listen to a monologue, I'd watch SNL. I'm still better, though. Okay. At least, at least now, but, you know. Oh, um, by the way, this is something that I forgot to bring up earlier. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the Falcons getting allegedly getting new uniforms this year? Not allegedly. They announced they're releasing them. I'm kind of down for it. As long as they keep the black and red color scheme, I'm all I'm all for it. Like, I'm a, I love the Jets new ones. I want a red helmet. Oh, totally. Me too. That's all I want. I also want red the helmet. NFL to, like, stop with these stupid helmet rolls. They give the players a new helmet every week anyway. Why not just have three ready, three different colorways ready mm-hmm. With the same specifications for game day readiness. They did. They got rid of that rule last season. Okay, cool. Because I want the Kelly Green uniforms back. Damn it, Philly. Yeah, no, it was a dumb rule, and I agree with you. They should have gotten rid of it. And I'm pretty sure they did. I think enough teams complained. Yeah, I, I, I'm i hoping in 2020 they uh, open up the season with the Kelly Greens. Uh, I would buy, a, I would buy a, a Kelly Green, Carson Wentz, or whoever our first-round pick jersey is in that in no time. 
I don't get why. Like, you could still buy those jerseys, even though they didn't wear them. Yeah, I just it just would feel cooler after they wore them. It's like kind of with the Minnesota, with Minnesota Timberwolves breaking out those like powder blue Minneapolis uniforms, like the old Laker uniforms. I kind of like those. So, all right, Kev, I kind I so you you're rooting for the red helmet. Okay, so so follow up. Are there any other teams uniforms you just want basically redesigned? Uh, the Bucks. Yeah, well, no, the Buccaneers basically need to pick new colors, pick a new logo, just pick a I new. I don't even I, have I, that big of an issue with the colors if it's done right but i don't trust the bucks to do anything right true even when they had a quarterback throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns he also threw 30 picks i don't trust them to do anything our favorite play kevin's favorite player not in the patriots Jameis winston um i partially want the patriots to get a new logo but they're not going to until brady retires true i don't like the elvis head not a fan not a fan of it. I've never been a fan of it either. It's kind of weird to me. Um, There's for plenty me, of teams. Uh, for me, I really would love to see uh, – what's it called? Um, oh, I can't think of it right now. I want the Colts to have a blacked-out uniform. In theory, I like blacked-out uniforms, but whenever I see concepts for them, I hate them. Well, Philly, did, Philly always had a black uniform, but then when they did the black-on-black, black, it looked great. Now, I feel like if do a black helmet next year with maybe the green wings instead of the white ones or something like that, or even just white wings, that'd be fine. Like, okay, be that, that'd be clean. That'd be real clean. Um, oh, the Rams. I want them to use the blue and gold. Oh, yeah. Like their regular uniform. Yeah, the throwbacks. Like, I, I hate the white and navy. It looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's too plain. Oh, Chargers. It's- Powder blue's got to be standard. Yes. Although the white and navy is better than the navy and gold they had. Oh yeah. Also, Denver, bring back the navy uniforms. Oh, I love those. I love their color rush ones. Actually, the helmet they used for those with the old Denver logo. Oh, that was gas. But, um, with the navy blue. Yeah. What other ones do I? What other ones I think need to be changed? We'll go into a uh, weird shit in a second. Um. Hmm. There have to be more. There has to be more. Oh, totally. Um, I think Tennessee a little bit needs a little tweaking. I like Tennessee's new uniforms actually. I like their new uniforms. I just like I the red is just the red grows on me, but like there's just so much going on. Uh the Browns. The Browns are getting new ones. They are. Yes, they announced they that get- earlier in the year, and it was kind of forgotten after that horrible season they had. Is it going? Are they going to get rid of finally get rid of the orange and brown combo, or is it just, like at least keep the brown but like make the color different? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, just a history thing. True. Um, no, it's true. I, I, I almost every find team, hilarious that the Jaguars change their uniform every year, so I, I don't want them to stop. That's true. I think every team should just get new uniforms. You know, I like Phillies. I, I like the Giants. I, I, Dallas has so much tradition. They're just fine. New England uniform, besides the logo, is fine. I think I it's a little boring. What? I think it's a little boring. Well, that's because they are boring, Kevin. They're the most boring organization ever, but they win. I want them to wear a 90s throwback uniform. Oh, I would like, so be down for that. Those the, those jerseys were kind of dope. The lighter blue, and there were kind of like some stripes going on it vertically. Like the old starter style. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. If they did that, because the Elvis logo is bigger on the shoulders – in that, but if they wore those, I'd be fine with it. 
I just love, I love the Patriot Pat ones. Those are cool too. Oh, I I have a Patriot Pat Gronk jersey. I I think I I gotta get a um I think I'll get maybe well because I know my my parents are getting me a Miles Sanders jersey. They they already said that that's my birthday gift surprise. <clears throat> so I was kind of hyped about that. He's on the herd today actually. It was pretty good. Good interview. He also shut Skip Bayless down when he basically said, yeah, Carson Wentz can make anybody look good on the field. And I and Skip just sat there like, oh. And Shannon was just rubbing in his face. It was beautiful to watch. But, um, yeah, I, I think I can't think of any uniforms I like right, I don't like right now. Um, I want the NFL to do what the NBA did with the city uniforms. Just oh, make my the most God. Ridiculous thing you can. What? I just want them to make the most ridiculous jersey they can. And oh, where yeah, like spots. like a Broad Street kind of like a Broad Street kind of thing for Philly, like you know maybe have like some old timey Boston stuff for the Patriots. Some um for Nashville for the Titans, make it like music related. Yeah, true. Um, for New Orleans, for Jacksonville, like, just have a, do- a picture of a garbage can because that basically what that city is. True. For New Orleans, make it that old kind of French Quarter style writing. And like the old, like kind of the old Saints colorway too. That'd be amazing. NFL, get on this ridiculous jersey. Well, no, listen, listen. You just have to pay me and Kevin twenty five, uh, twenty five grand, one shot. We'll sit in the thing. We'll do, we'll do up concepts. All right, that's all we ask for. As you know, let's let's push for higher. 50, 50 grand each. That's all. That's all it's gonna count. I mean, nice look, pay- if you give us a free jersey for each team we design, I'll do it for twenty five. Yeah, I'll do it for 25. I'll just resell about 90% of them. Oh, yeah. Unless we had what I really like, that I'd keep it. Well, I mean, I would keep ones. I would ask for them with my favorite player from each team. So, like, the Niners, I'd ask for Bosa. Titans, I'd ask for Henry. Um, Jags, I'd probably ask for Calais Campbell. Uh, Philly, of course, they got, like, Carson. Um, Raiders, H- you'll ask for um, Antonio Brown, legendary yes. Raider. No, Raiders that ask for like Raiders that ask for like Charles Woodson or something like that. Raiders, can, can I just get like a Bo Jackson from when the team was good, please? Or like you know, or like like you know Marcus Allen, even though basically Al Davis burned that bridge. All right, what do you got for me. Weird shit in sports because I kind of screwed you guys on Tuesday with my weird shit. For good did. Talks, save the qualas, baby. Save the qualas, but I, I didn't give you enough weird shit like I promised. That's my goal of every episode. Teach you a little something, but make it weird. Because Kevin's weird. Exactly. But also, before I get into this, buy a shirt, save the qualas. Save the qualas. But so, 1905 was a weird year in sports. First off, 1905, Frank... Holzen, I assume that's how you pronounce his name, was a Major League Baseball player who was traded eight times or had was involved in eight transactions during the 1905 season. Sounds like a guy in our Madden League. He was on the Senators in January, which was Washington, mm-hmm. traded to the Boston Americans. However, he couldn't play for the Boston Americans because initially – he was on loan from the St. Louis Browns who recalled him, <laughs> then traded him and another player to Boston, and then Boston traded him to Washington as payment for one of the players that they had also traded for. That is eight transactions 
in one year. So basically, he played for the same three teams multiple times. I don't even know if he played because it was all in January. Oh, it was all in one month? I don't know about one month, but I'm pretty sure it was all before that season. Dude, that guy had to hate his life. He'd be getting a telegram every five minutes saying, oh, you're playing for this team now. I wouldn't even move. I would just sit there and be like, I'm just going to wait until the season starts and I'll go to ba- I'll go to the first game, wherever yeah, it no, is. He, he didn't play for Boston ever. That's crazy. He played for the St. Louis Browns in 1904 and then the Senators in 0405. So he started on the Washington Senators that year, made was involved in eight transactions, and then played on the Senators the following year. He's he, uh, he, the jokes you could make go walking to a locker room after that. It's like Wilmer Flores, but less depressing when the the Mets tried to trade him, but then pulled off at the last minute. Oh, that's just, that's hysterical. Oh, my God. All right. And Uh, then, also, continuing the weird trend of 1905, this one's not as funny, but Stanley Cup was three games that, during 1905, and Dawson City, Yukon, no, lost to the Ottawa Senators by a score of 23-2. to and got swept in two games. So 1905, weird year in sports. Oh, totally. That was that's just also 1905 was just a weird year in general. Um, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I've got some uh, breaking news right now. Two NBA news, just quick before we go into the last call. Um, one, apparently Minnesota and um. Green and um, Golden State are ramping up talks for D'Angelo Russell to the point where it went from no traction to having some traction. Um, so far, they went, they went, they traded Jeff Teague to clear up tra- uh, uh, cap space today. They traded him to the back to the uh, Falcon, uh, the uh, Hawks, where he started his career, or at least like made himself famous. Um. It doesn't look like um, it doesn't look like um, Cat is involved in the trade. Uh, That'd be so I, stupid. Oh no, I'm 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 assuming what they want is they want the the Timberwolves draft pick and maybe one of their younger guys. Which honestly, for a guy they're going to deal anyway, you get a top, you get a lotter, a possible lottery pick with because with Minnesota's health, it's not like because D'Angelo Russell's got a five year deal. This was their whole thing from the beginning. The Wolves wanted Russell back in June, but they couldn't get him because the the Warriors and Nets were like, hey, no, nah, we're just going to do a sign and trade. You guys are hosed. But because Russell was going to sign with Minnesota because him and Cat are boys. So this just makes this actually on it. Yeah, we lose out on a draft pick, but this class, it's like Lamella Ball and Anthony and a couple guys I don't even know about. I'm I'm up for getting a guy who's established who can score off the bat and he's got a little attitude to him who's a closer. I love it. I'm up for Minnesota making a move like this. And unlike Jimmy Butler, this guy won't try to stuff Andrew Wiggins inside of a locker. So uh, yeah. All right. Last call. Uh, right quick. So let's kick uh, that smooth jazz. So ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk today on the NBA topic 
about two things the NBA, why the why I am losing love for the NBA. Um, but how it can be fixed. First off, the dunk contest. I, as a child, looked forward to it. I like remember like watching highlights on YouTube, like when I come home from school, of, like Vince Carter and Jason Richardson. Remember Amari, Amari Stoudemire doing some crazy dunks. I even remember Nate Robinson versus Dwight Howard rounds one and two. I also remember Zach Levine's back-to-back games while I was in college, which were the most insane dunk contests I ever watched in my life. I also remember the lame ones with uh, Derek Williams and Blake Griffin. God, that was awful. Um, so, at the end of the day, John Morant has not announced he will not be in the dunk contest. One, boo, get some stars in here. Also, ha, LeBron, you promised every year you'd do it that you didn't. Guys don't get hurt in the dunk contest. They get hurt on day on the day-to-day grind. Two, um, the other reason they need to fix the dunk contest because it's a gold mine. It's so it's such a fun event, but they continuously kind of just poo-poo it. NBA All-Star Weekend, if they did it right, would be the best All-Star Weekend. But they continue to get outsmacked by Major League Baseball because the one thing Major League Baseball does right is the All-Star Game. Even when they try to over-screw it up with all like the phones being on the field and all this crazy crap, it's still fun to watch. So, we, I, I would need a, an hour to explain how to fix the Pro Bowl. But, you know, the next thing is player mobility. Now, me and Kevin talked before the show about player mobility and what um, I'm like 60% for it. I'm for it to the extent of where a player shouldn't be caught in a crap deal on a bad team. But I also think that NBA stars are the problem. I am all for these guys being empowered, getting their money, being this, being the pro, you know, being rewarded for what they do for the owners and the, the fans and the city, and what else. But to an extent, because it's still sports. I think the NFL could come a little closer to what the NBA does, and I also think the NBA can come a little closer to what the NFL does, not to a point, because I think the NFL is very close to what it should be. I like how the NFL players would go out and seek and make themselves their own brand, which I love. I think maybe they can do a little more, but I like how now you're starting to see superstars. Like, you're seeing Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, you guys know these guys' names because they're in commercials. Kamara, you know what he looks like. Zeke Elliott, uh, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, you guys know who these guys are. You see them in the, in the airport, you know who they were off the bat. Same thing with Richard Sherman. These guys are such personalities that you know who they are. I think maybe the NFL could do a little more tweaking on that, but they're almost in the right spot. The MLB, if they just followed what the NFL does, they'd be fine. But they tried. They they they're trying to find some perm. They're they're trying to find some weird happy medium between the two. It's not working. With the with the league with the mobility, nothing infuriated me more than trying to root than like how like kids now root for players. I hate that. I really do. I love a team. I love rooting for a team. I was a, I've been a Timberwolves fan since I was eight years old. I rooted for Kevin Garnett, and I wanted to win a title. I had his Celtics jersey. But the second he won his title, I stopped caring. I went back to being a full-time Minnesota fan, not giving crap about Boston. I'd pull for Garnett, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's, they're not. he's not wearing the dark blue. I don't care. And one of the biggest things, I love how James Harden is embracing Houston. I loved how Westbrook, until it, he knew it was over, embraced Oklahoma City. I love 
how Dame Lillard says he's not about the super teams and he's embracing Rip City. I love how Carl Anthony Towns just said he wants to stay in Minnesota. I, I'm loving all this stuff. I love that thing. I hate how LeBron bounced around and like fake embrace Cleveland. Not fake embrace, but like embrace, but he's like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm going to LA now. I'm going to go try to stop my Kobe's legacy. It's, and he's failing at it miserably. It's beautiful. But this is what drives me nuts about the NBA. I love the stars who stay. That's why I have so much respect for Dame Lillard because he stays there with CJ. And yeah, they, they may never get a title, but Lillard is such a killer. He needs, needs that one. He may, listen, they were, like, they honestly were one big, uh, maybe having a big, a third piece, even just a third B minus piece from making that series against Golden State competitive. I, I'm up, I love, I love that the Blazers team. They're, they're nasty. So to me, if you want to get anything away from this uh, seven minute rant, it's that the NFL is, uh, the NFL's model is okay. The NBA's is not. They need to fix some things, fix some other things. The NBA needs to fix some policies or else they're just it's never going to get better. The ratings are down uh, over 15% this year. And everyone's like, oh, there's no super teams. I'm like, yeah, but it's also like... It's, it's, there's just no real... There's no villain in the, in the NBA anymore. I don't know. Just basketball to me. Also, the fact is they don't, all, they don't embrace college basketball. That just bugs me. Like... I don't... The only reason I know who Zion Williamson is is because he went to Duke. I know who he was because of YouTube and stuff, but, like, college basketball is such a cool product. It's so fun to watch, especially March Madness. Even, like, tor- even like the, the the conference tournaments and the late-season games, they're, they're intense. They're fun to watch. But the NFL doesn't embrace it. I mean, the NBA doesn't embrace it. They try to do all this G League crap, but I get the G League for saving guys who maybe weren't ready and came out to early careers, but... I hate the jump straight. Just make them play two years. You know, it couldn't hurt them to go to a couple classes. With this new ruling coming soon with the NCAA and the the, the players getting to be able to use their likenesses, they should just jump on this and embrace college basketball again and make it so much fun. That's all I got. It's an hour and two. We're done. Kev, you got anything else? Uh, The MLB found no correlation between the allegations the Astros used devices to tip off pitches so hopefully we'll find with a stupid stupid scale of that i don't care oh i, I don't either that just came up on my phone so i figured i'd bring it up considering oh, breaking news yeah no i'm all for it so you know what I, i'm all, i'm all for this i am really let's 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 call this a day please oh by the way antonio brown's agent dropped him about six months too late yeah all right, boys and girls, that about wraps up for the Corner Booth Podcast. Uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye, Pat. I love you. We love you, Pat. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.